Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Be what you got here. New leader. I'll watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Go to the line. Door. Hey guys, Brett Griffin. Welcome to a championship special edition of Door Bumper Clear. Fulfilling a dream. No pressure at all. TJ Majors giving him the information. No pressure at all. Well, he has risen well above the pressure as he comes out of turn number four to claim his first ever Cup Series championship. It's Joey Logano who wins. Man, that's cool. That's like you had to do much. Say no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. At the end, I mean, it, there was a there was a lot leading up to that. Um, I don't know, man. It's just uh, our, we had a our car was we knew it would get better as the night went on. Um, and we were good on short runs. We had really good short run speed. Our long run speed got better as the night went on, but I think, I don't, you know, we went a fuel run. We were, we were, uh, you know, obviously we were going to be a second or a couple seconds behind one of them if they could get around us. Um, but man, what a, uh, short run deals restart. I wasn't restarting third. I wasn't, I wasn't really sure we were going to be able to get around the 18, and the 78 because i mean you're running for a championship and those two guys are champions they're they're part of the big three they're they're hard to beat how do you get around kyle and martin uh especially at a place like that so how um, many times my question to you is this how many times and you and i talked before the race and, and i mean i said based on what i saw in practice i thought you were the guy to beat and and we kind of talked about that, and you you agreed, and we just, you know how, where your speed was at, whatever, right? So, but how many times during the race did you think I'm going to win this championship? Followed by, damn it, I'm not going to win this championship. How, how many times did you go back and forth? Um, honestly, I didn't really let that kind of happen because I knew things were going to change with the track, with the sun setting. Like I knew the four taking off at the beginning, like that. I'm kind of glad we weren't super fast in the beginning because. I felt like if you're super fast, then you're you. It's gonna change, and you're gonna. It's hard. You know how hard it is to keep up with the racetrack. They everybody. Oh yeah. It's hard. It almost has to come to you. It's gonna come to you before you go to it. Most of the time, I feel like. Right. You can adjust a little bit, but, um, you know, there. I was gonna wait till the last stage. I wanted to be, in the top two or three, going in after the second stage. I wanted to be up there where you, you don't. You're not. 
you're not starting the third stage 14th of a bad pit stop or something and have to pass a bunch of cars and change your pit. Like, I didn't want to have to do that. So, yeah. um, I knew starting the third stage, we were in really good position to control it. I mean, we, we had, we were, we could basically kind of do, I think we were, were we leading then? Did we start restart the third stage as a leader? I think we might have. Yeah, so when when you do that, you're kind of you're controlling it. I mean, you're kind of in control. They're behind you at that point. I mean, I wasn't. I kind of thought Larson was going to win, and I wasn't worried about him getting to us or beating us. Or obviously, none of us would run the wall. I was going to let it. We would let him go. I mean, you can win the race all you want. You know, the main thing was keeping the seventy-eight and the eighteen behind us, and the four. Um, But it was. at the beginning of the third stage, I was kind of, that's when I'm, I, I didn't really get nervous. I'm like, okay, we, we kind of have a shot at this. And then here comes the 78, 78 gets real strong all of a sudden. And then the 18 was kind of trying to hit a home run and he did. Yeah, he did. And I'm like, when he was doing that, I'm like, okay, by the last couple races here, we're probably not going to get a caution because they were not throwing cautions for hardly anything um i think and that part of that is because the racing was so good and you guys were all up front and like you said you would take off and then you know 40 laps later 30 laps later here comes martin truex going by you like it was yeah. entertaining you know it wasn't yeah, like there it was, was a snoozer no and it, there was no reason to try to mess it up unless yeah. like obviously the college came out and to me it was a it was a racing deal i mean i don't you know we didn't i'm not i didn't necessarily want to see that caution then um Obviously, wasn't against it, but Kyle wanted it for sure. Yeah, you know, and uh, I, I mean, watching the replay of it, to me, there was four guys. You were you run the bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just went in there, and sometimes it's <laughs> you go in there, you need a little room to slide. Everybody did a couple times every now and then. You needed some room to slide up, um, and four wide. So that, so that last restart, I'm sitting there watching it. I mean, I'm sorry, Clint, I wasn't watching you. I was watching <laughs> the race. That last restart, man, y'all took the green. And Truex drove into one and just checked out, and I was like, oh, yeah. "I was like, wow, here it goes! Like he's he's got the lead. It's gonna be it's gonna be impossible to catch him." Yeah. And then all of a sudden, man, you start coming, and when I'm say you like you weren't inching at him, you were catching him car lengths yeah. at the time, and then you <laughs> blowed by him, yeah, like. Literally, and, and I'm sitting there watching this thing and play out, and I'm like, holy cow. I was <laughs> blown away at how easily you drove from third to first. Yeah, when we – honestly, when we got in line behind Kyle, when he cleared us off at two on the restart, I was kind of like, man, this could be tough right now. How do you – there's 20 to go, 25 to go. I don't even know how many of the worst to go. Probably 20-ish. And I'm like, great, now we have to pass Kyle – and then go run this guy down. Like you said, I saw the gap he put in turn two. I was like, oh, God, it's, it's going to be tough. I think a lot of that is also the product of racing at Homestead. You know what I mean? Like, you can race all over that place. If you yeah. if that 78 gets out like that at Charlotte or something, you probably don't get him. You know, no, you probably yeah. can't catch him. But yeah. Homestead, like I was talking about, about it, uh, you know, like there's not only you can run all over the track, but like you want to run the bottom, there's three different lines you can run on the bottom. You want to run the middle, there's yeah. three different lines you can run in the middle. You want to run the wall, you want to run the top seam, you know. So I think that just played into your hand a lot. You know, when you have a better car and the racetrack's as racy as it is, you, you know, you can make stuff like that happen. Yeah, Joey did a – we had a little bit of practice uh, in the beginning part of the race, where to where to run, running the bottom, running the middle. And our car, like you said, there's so many lanes there, and our car was so good on the short runs like that. He he set Martin up perfectly for how he to you know push Martin to go to the bottom like that and then just drive into one. I think Martin, 
I think Martin lifted a little earlier for one than what he than what he had been to try it because I think he thought we were going to run the bottom behind him, and I think he thought it, he was going to try to take the air because listening to the audio, did you hear the audio? We get up behind Joey or uh, behind behind him down the front trash, and he's like one back, and he goes looking left, and that's when Martin hangs a left to go to the bottom, and we're just. I mean, we... You blew his door off. We went in. I knew when... I'm like, okay, if we could just get to the quarter panel. Right. We got to the quarter panel and the door, and then I was like... You are clear by the center, weren't you? And then the first thing I thought of when y'all got too wide was Martinsville. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, and you you run your mouth after this race is over that, well, this guy's not winning this race, and then he drives around you on the outside like you're parked. If I was Joey, I would have just... Yeah, <laughs> give him the old wave. Did you see Martin's wave to the seventy-two? Uh-uh. And when he was trying to catch us at the end, there's probably six, seven to go. The seventy-two just slid up just a little bit. I guess he was running. He ran the bottom, and I mean, it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who drove that this week, Lejoy or Wit? Uh, yeah, Lejoy. I don't think Wit's been in a long time, has he? Yeah, no. But Lejoy, uh, Lejoy had it this week. Yeah, once once Joey cleared him, Martin. He. I don't know if you saw it. We were. We were passing him earlier in the race, not too long before that, a couple runs before that, we were passing him, and he made it really hard. Like, he, he, did you, he doored us on the back stretch. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. He, he hit us in the door on the back stretch. And Joey thought, we almost had a left rear tire rub from it. We were checking the left rear, and then, uh, did you see it? Nope. And then we went into three and four, and he, he's, he, uh, we were on the outside, and he just slid up all the way until we basically hit, and then we, he had to check up, and he didn't. I mean, I knew that's about as hard as you can race, like, without wrecking somebody. Like, we would have hit any harder than that. We probably both would have spun out. Right. Um, and then when he got to us, he did get to us one time and fall us off down to one. And just, I mean, he was four feet off our I back bumper. I saw, I saw that one, I think. Yeah. yeah, he followed us off down to one. Just And, you know, when, you, when you're that close to somebody going into the corner, you can't, especially there. All right, these people watch the race. Enough about that. Post-win <laughs> championship celebration. What happened? <laughs> Ah, well, tech takes forever. Yeah, um, like I got a text from his manager, Joy's manager, like one in the morning saying, we just got done or something crazy. And I'm like, we yeah. just got done? Yeah. Yeah, they it take was, pictures all night. It's forever. They do pictures, media, and the crew guys, after you, you leave the stage or whatever, they're going by there tearing the car down. And, I mean, they're tearing it down. They're tearing it down. So um, we're back there. And one cool thing that that I thought was really neat is, all the 78 guys were there, too, and majority of them guys came over and congratulated, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're still, no matter, you're, you're racers on the racetrack and competitors, but once you want, after that, you know, it's a family. Um, you know, it was fun to talk with a lot of them guys about their future plans, what they're going to do, and, and stuff right. like that. Right. I actually talked to a handful of them, and it was, it was uh, once a few that I didn't know, so it was nice to meet a couple of them guys that I didn't know, and, and um, but... Yeah, the tech and stuff takes forever. Yeah. Um, so post tech, what happened? <laughs> Anything fun? So we all we all give our rental cars to other crew guys from the other teams. They drive them to the airport. A bus picks us up at the track when we're all done. We put our uh, our bags into the bus in the bag. Get yeah. in. Yeah. We go to a hotel or downtown Miami somewhere. Yeah. And there's a. Uh, we go up there, we change, and we shower and change, and we walk next door to a club, yep. which was rented out. Yep. Um, and we go in there, and there's a, a big backdrop of a 22 car. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, it was pretty neat. And it was basically just a uh, like a like a team part, like everybody, you know, and it was fun, man. It yeah. was a lot of fun. 
Uh, and <laughs> I don't, not sure what time I went to bed. Um, was the sun up? I mean, <laughs> did you watch the sunrise in Miami beach? Uh, no, but I probably could have in about 30 more <laughs> minutes. It was pretty bad. So then, um, a bus picks us up at nine thirty in the morning to take us to the airport. That was rough. <laughs> yeah. That <laughs> needed to be like a 12 o'clock bus ride <laughs> or Four. <laughs> I got texted Dale Jr. said he had a brown bag with you on the way to the yeah, airport. I was riding. I was. I was just lunch, right? I mean, lunch. I went back to the room after the club, and I'm not gonna lie, it was. It, I, I you blew a motor. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> that's what we want to yeah. hear. We, we can still be friends now. Yeah, Congratulations. There, uh, there was no way around that. Yeah. There, I, I had a. I had a. Did you, you take a shot of something? Cause I'm, I'm, I didn't. I didn't need to. No. I, had, I had Long Island iced teas that basically uh, had nothing but liquor in them. I think. Yeah, well, that's yeah. all they have in them is liquor. Yeah. There's a little bit of sour it's mix. Five oh liquors. my gosh, yeah. man! Let's go get one. So okay. yeah, sold. <laughs> so my my roommate that I had it was our interior guy. I leave the bathroom. I'm like, God, I feel so much better. He's like, All right, my turn. <laughs> so he goes back in there, and I'm. Uh, he goes in there, and I'm like, Oh man, I might have to again. So I walk back into the sink, and he's over. He's at the door. That I'm at the sink. I'm like, I don't know. It was. It was bad. It was a line. Yes, but uh, Siamese puking. Uh, brought to you by <laughs> Joey Logano. Somebody came back with a bunch of biscuits and i took two bites out of one of them before we got in the bus it's like yeah this probably isn't gonna work so yeah i rode to that the bus getting ride. on a plane hungover is the worst uh, a yeah. bus ride to the plane <laughs> bad i'm not i oh god it was rough i just sat there anybody and I, throw up on the plane no everybody uh, was everybody was good man yeah um there was some few hurting heads but uh yeah, it was fun, man. Really good. Obviously, time. your congratulations blew up. anybody uh, anybody surprise you that you were surprised to hear from? Hadn't heard from in a while, or man, anybody touch you in the feels? <laughs> you know, uh, the a few people that obviously made pretty big impacts in my life. You know, there's a few drivers that text me, but you know, getting a message from Dell Junior saying he's really proud of me and, and stuff like that. You know, there's pe- just people that you respect. You know, like right. that. And there's, um, I think I had. 195 text messages or something and i man i i answered every single one of them right but, right um you know i yeah thank god for group me we can get hey, to you a yeah, lot yeah, easier yeah. Than a text message yeah, yeah. well I, I figured he was answering this 195 when we were trying to figure out what time we were doing the show yeah, yeah. you know I, I, getting getting messages from like my parents and stuff you know and just you know people that you know say that they've been following you basically just friends your whole life right, and are happy right. for you to do it you know and happy to finally you know See you get a championship. Um, yeah. It's crazy, though. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Obviously, that's special. I want to ask you to rank it and compare it to your Daytona 500, but you've won uh, the two biggest things in motorsports, dude. That's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, if I could just get Darlington and, and uh, maybe Indy, I could maybe just retire or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Full-time uh, podcast host. Yeah, something if like that. If you show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't have to babysit. Yeah. But All right, yeah. man, that's awesome. Let's get into the show. This is the last one of the year. One Main's been hella good to us over the years. I mean, they've been in the sport since like 2004 and are obviously leaving at the end of the year. Have been with Elliot for a long time, along with a lot of guys at Roush, Biffle, Carl Edwards, and 
Uh, sad to see him leave the sport, but nonetheless, a big staple here and, and have been the presenting sponsor of this podcast for a while. So um, thanks to One Main for, for all the love over the years. Had a lot of good friends. Mary McDowell was there this weekend who was formerly the CEO, thought enough of us to come hang out with us. And, I mean, you know how it is, man. You, it breaks your heart to lose a sponsor, but when they've been as good to you as One Main's been in the sport, it's also cool. And so. the stuff they've done for the fans, too. We've yeah. done They've done a lot of fan weekends and stuff, and yeah. we've – We've done some advertising for that stuff for them, and they've done a lot for uh, to take to make weekends great for people at the racetrack. So yeah, Bob yeah. Herzler was the reason that it got renewed for the last two years, and and then Aaron Sagister uh, has been the person kind of behind the scenes that did those kind of things for the fans and spearheaded those ideas and then executed them. So it it has, man. I mean, you know, when these sponsors come in, if they just stick their name on a race car. They don't get anything out of it, but if they come in and leverage the sponsorship and then reach out to our fan base and and optimize these B two B deals, you know it's a, it's a great platform for companies to come in and get leverage and ultimately get return. It used to be about brand awareness, and we're still the best at that of any sport, but now it's about return too. So been fun, man. Been fun to touch that program. Going to miss seeing those guys, but uh, my my very wealthy cousin out in Montana sent me a message. Uh, on Facebook and said, all good things must come to an end. And I'm like, hell, he's right. Why? You have a very wealthy cousin in Montana? Well, he actually never told us before. Why don't we live in Montana? He made all his money in California. Okay. Weirdville. Then he left Weirdville <laughs> for Montana, and now he's in Montana. I think we'd look good in cowboy hats. I got to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't ride a, a horse. close cousin? Um, it's close enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, so he, his daughter's name is Sarah and Can't she, be too close. he Facebook messaged him. Not in that text. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I talk to his daughter all the time, Sarah. She lives in Chico, actually near where those fires were, man. Oh, um, that cousin. Yeah. She, you met her in Sonoma. Yeah. She, she got a kid now. Yeah. She got two kids. Oh, okay. Yeah, everybody loved my cousin, Sarah in Sonoma. They're like, uh, who's this blonde up here? I'm like, it's my she cousin. She was hot. They're like, yeah, she, <laughs> she was hot. I'm not going to lie. She was pretty hot. What, when did she come All to Sonoma? All my cousins are hot. I don't know what happened to me. <laughs> um, she was in Sonoma years ago. Oh, yeah. No, you didn't meet her. Her name's Sarah. She's awesome. Anyway, yeah, he made all his money, man, in the carrot business. He was like a huge <laughs> carrot farmer. Check and, that on the list that I never would have guessed. And, uh, <laughs> How'd you make all your money? Carrots. Carrots. It was called <laughs> cream. Bunny. It was called cream of the crop carrots. And uh, <laughs> he obviously did farm some other stuff too, but carrots was his bread and butter. Man, he was like the fourth largest carrot grower in the country. Well, I don't care what you're doing. If you're the fourth largest in the country, you're, you're pretty good. So yeah. Anyway, I got a rich cousin. Maybe he'll let us. Uh, let's go to Montana. Let's no kidding. Well, let's grow carrots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, man. I mean, you know how it is, dude. You're you're small town, Page, South Carolina, which is where he was born and raised, and he leaves and goes to California and chases the American dream, you know, starts this business, does exceptionally well. So for me, it was always inspiring because I was like, I want to be like my rich cousin in California. So he's a farmer. Well, I never made it. Kind of a farmer. <laughs> farmer, yes. Yeah. Vegetable farmer. Veggie yeah. farmer. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Ironically, I got on a Nutrient Ag hat today. Really? I don't I mean, I that's just that. coincidence, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Brett's off-season work is as a farmer. Play on the fields. I can't be a farmer because they have to get up at like 5 a.m. <laughs> why well, do they get, get up, up at 5 a.m.? Yeah, why can't farmers? <laughs> why can't they just switch their hours? Like, why get up early? Why not just start at like sunsets, dude? They can't. They can't farm after dark. Yeah, but it doesn't get dark in the summer until like nine o'clock. I know, but still, like they got to get it all done, and then they have to get it up before it rains, and they have to get it up before the freeze comes. And like, man, they hustle. Now there are months of the year where they don't like. Right now, they're not doing 
anything. Farmers are the laziest people in the world right now. I could do that part of the job. <laughs> <laughs> they hunt. You'd be really good at that. My buddy one, yeah. Delbert goes and snow skis. Like he, I mean, you know, you met Delbert. It's I mean, his summer. This is his summer. This is their summer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they killed a 700-pound bear this week. Black bear season's going on in Belhaven, North Who Carolina. Who hunts a bear, man? Brit? You know who are crazy? No, no, no. People that hunt animals like that, like with bow and arrow stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> something where you can't, like, yeah, just like, if oh, this thing starts oh, charging God, at you. I, <laughs> let, me, I hit, let me tell you I hit story. him in the thigh. Oh, God. <laughs> Here he comes. <laughs> Listen to this. This is how crazy Delbert is. Okay, Delbert was deer hunting, and he harvested a deer, and he went to track the deer. You well, when he found the deer... It? When he found the deer, guess who had the deer? The bear. A bear. Guess what he did? He ran the bear off. Like, <laughs> he's crazy. is kind of crazy. Yeah, he's a whole different kind of crazy. Can you not shoot the bear at that point? You well, well bear season. They come after you, right? Yes. Can, is there the self-defense exists in the hunting world? <laughs> well. It's going to guess, if that bear's coming at you. I guess if you got video. God, man. Anyway, That's, I'm sorry. Jason. Casey's not here. She's still partying in Florida. So I'm going to be Casey today. So spot on, spot off. It's not nearly as cute. Not even close. <laughs> I know. I tried to get Shane at a sub, and she couldn't. Well, about the 30-year-old, she could have sub. Look at that. <laughs> that's a bear he killed. Yeah, and that's, yeah. Look at the tongue. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> He's got two hot daughters. That's not one of them, is it? And one of they could probably. Yeah, I think she probably shot it, so they're. Yeah. What? Wait a minute. Is that his daughter? <laughs> no, oh, Hold man. on. Maybe not. <laughs> no, that's not his daughter. No, no way. Uh, maybe not. I don't that know. better not be his daughter. Look at the tongue on that thing. The, the daughter, daughter or the, the bear? Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. I don't think that's going to be in a show. No. It might. You never know. Yeah, it will. It's the last one of the year. Casey's not here. We're not <laughs> editing anything out today. <laughs> she ruined last week's show. We had a 15-minute conversation yeah. that was arguably the funniest thing we've said all year, and Casey made Jason take it all out. Yeah. So, Casey, thanks for being our host. We'll see you when we see you. <laughs> Yeah. Spot on, spot off. Lugano, youngest champion at 28 years old since Kurt Busch won in 2004 at 26. TJ? <laughs> spot on. I'll, I'm not against what? it. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's. we talked a little bit earlier. It's You don't think he's that young. Like, to me, to me, he should be early 30s-ish. I mean, I, when you look at him, you don't think he's 28 years old. Um, because he's been running. He's been racing in cups since he's almost, what, 19 or 20? 19, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, um, but spot on. Yeah, I mean, period. I mean, anytime you win a championship, it's spot on. I think that's the thing that, like, we see NASCAR promote young guns, young guns, young guns, and when they grab those guys, it's the more so the Bubba Wallaces and the Chase Elliotts and the William Byrons. It's the guys that just got here, and 28 years old, pretty darn young. I mean, when you look at Joey, and, and if I'm if I'm Joey Logano and I'm 28 years old and I've accomplished what he's already accomplished – uh, I would be pretty darn happy because he's watching everybody that used to kick his ass for those 10 years while he's been here leave. So, yeah, he's still going to have to race Kyle Busch a while. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick, a couple more years. But at that point, he's going to be a whopping 30. So he's still going to have yeah. 10 good years left where, I mean, it, it looks like this is maybe the start of the Joey Logano era. We'll see. Yeah, like you said, spot on for championship, obviously. And like you said, you don't think Joey's – I mean, you look at Bubba, Bubba's 25. Yeah. But you, you know, in your mind, you would think that there's a bigger age gap there between him Agree. and Joey. But, uh, you know, spot on for him. That was, a, that was a big bump and run at Martinsville. Everybody wanted to criticize him for, you know, for, you know, maybe being a little rough. But, 
you have no zero shot at this championship without moving that 78 out of the way. So He wrecks at Phoenix. Just go, yeah. He doesn't make it on points if he doesn't win that race, yeah. and he wins that race because he got aggressive. And TJ said last week, I know my driver – will do what it takes to win this race. And it's fun to spot for a guy like that yeah. because oh, yeah. you don't have to sit up there and go, my driver's going to be Mr. Clean. This is going to be lame. No, yeah. not with Joey. You know he'll move him. Yeah, and I'm not like when – and I'm not like I said before. I'm not like – I like it because he does it the way you should do it, in my opinion. He doesn't just flat out take you out. You know, it's like the Martinsville thing. I would expect that. I mean, yeah. to me, I would – and. That's the guy you want to work for, a guy that's going to do what it takes to, to like you said, I, I don't believe we're racing a home set if we don't win that yeah, race. And like you said, he did it not, you know, some can criticize right or wrong way, but you look at the way he did it. He moves them off the bottom. They drag race to the line, run the trailer. You fast forward, you know, you rewind back a year, the 11 cleans out the 24 yeah. getting into three in that same position. And that wasn't even coming to the checker flag. So, you know, like you said, he, he's, he could be a little rough and aggressive, but – he did, you know, 78 still finished second in that race or third. Hey, guess what? He won a championship because of yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. He won the race. Martin Truex finished second. He won a championship. Martin Truex finished second. There's your sign. There's so many positives of winning that race. Not only do you build momentum, you're locked into Homestead, but you have so much more time to, to, to put on. Yeah, you give these guys an extra couple weeks on a car, they can, you know, they can figure out. They might, they have time to, to, don't tell all the secrets. They have time to work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, you know, the obviously there's a couple other cars that were pretty much locked in, so you know they were too. Sure. Like, you know the 18 was working on their stuff. Yeah, before. Um, yeah, you know they were working on it, but that, we probably weren't, we probably couldn't until that win, you know, and uh, we were going to have to work hard on Phoenix, really hard, because we struggled there in the spring, and I knew, you know, I kind of felt like we were going to have our hands full when we went back there if we had to race points, it's race for point points. good point to say this, based on what you just kind of said, though. You know, when we look at our tech process, it has to be fixed moving forward. We can't have guys winning races on Sunday and Wednesday be found ineligible because not only is it not fair to the fans, but it's not fair to the other teams. Because if you show up and you're racing legally and I show up and I'm racing illegally, it's not fair. But at the same time, we don't know who all is illegal. When we get in these, into these playoffs – the, the tech process has to be the same no matter where you finish. If you're Clint Boyer and you run 12th or you're Joy Logano and you win the race or you're Kevin Harvick and you run 30th, the tech process post-race should be the same for all of you because who's to say that you weren't cheating to run 5th? Yeah. And the guy got caught cheating to run 1st, well, you know what? He should have got caught, but the guy running 5th didn't get caught because you simply didn't tech everybody. Yeah. When we get into the playoffs, the tech process has to be the same for every single playoff eligible car throughout the process. And I don't care if they say we're not doing tech at all. That's fine. But it has to be the same. It's inconsistent, and it's almost unfair. You've seen that at the – where where'd Harvick went? Kansas, uh, Texas? Yes. Mm -hmm. Texas. They brought a Ford, a Chevy, a Toyota, one of each. You know, I think it was a 20 and a 12 went with them. They all failed. Every one of them. Yeah. So you think that if you didn't bring the rest of the Gibbs cars, you know, Stuart Haas car, whatever, you weren't going to find more of them? I mean, the three you went three for three on the ones you brought, yeah. finding stuff wrong with them. What do so you mean? It's no I think we finished third or fourth. We're the first legal car. <laughs> <laughs> when, well, how do you know? Because we didn't get caught. Well, exactly right. You didn't, you didn't get caught. <laughs> that, that's my point. We have to come up with, and so I don't know who's listening to this show and who doesn't, but we have to come up with a way to say, Playoff eligible cars, post-race, here's the process, and if you pass, it's over. 
We're not we're not taking cars home on Wednesday and making more fines and kicking people out and more encumbered finishes or cucumbered or whatever the hell they call them. <laughs> like we got to fix that. So anyway, spot on, spot off. Two wrecks the nineteen to bring out the last caution, setting up the restart where Logano took the lead. Brett, spot off. This was a major mistake on Brad Keselowski's part. It brought conspiracy theorists <laughs> to the front to say he caused the caution on purpose. You knew that Kevin Harvick was in the best spot to win the race. You knew your guy wasn't in a good spot to win the race. If you bring out the caution, it gives that 22 pit crew a chance to get off pit road in the top four. It gives Joy a chance at a restart. We all knew how fast Joy had been on the short runs. If this had been, and TJ's not going to own up to this at all, but if this had been any other team in the garage, and if this had been Kevin Harvick wins the championship and Kurt Busch spun a guy out with 15 to go, TJ would be jumping up and down, screaming, it ain't right, it ain't, it ain't right. And he's not going to do that, and I don't blame him. But I'm telling you right now, the optics of this, when it happened, were bad. Brad came off of four, loose. Clint drove under him, went to the bottom, was nowhere near him. We caught two lap cars at the same time getting into one. Clint has a clean view out his windshield. We're not running over anybody. We're not having to drive any differently. Brad runs in there and just dives on the Suarez's left rear and punts him. And I was like, wow, you just brought out a caution. So whether he meant to do it or didn't mean to do it, I don't care. But it did. it is the reason Joy Logano won the championship. I don't – I mean, I – I don't know how you can – if you watch the video, the 38 goes up into Brad I'm first. Not, I'm telling you, if this if this were different, you would be making fun of this guy. I know you well enough uh, to know that. Freddie, would I he be making fun of this yes. guy? Yes. This is uh, watching the replay. Best thing you the could have was not talk. <laughs> <laughs> watching the replay of the 38, you know, go up the racetrack and then run Brad up the racetrack. And I know Brad was having – I know his car wasn't a stable in the corner. He went, he was passing a lap car one of the first runs of the race when the 78 was trying to pass him. And he totally went down there and went up there and doored the lap car, like, knee, like about wrecked. Um, so I know Brad had his hands full. I'm but not this, saying he did on purpose. Just the optics of it. He deserves the criticism that he's gotten for making the mistake. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm watching the wreck. I mean, really, the 18's the one that needed it right then. You know, I don't think uh, – I mean that that's that benefited him the most out of anybody. Yeah, I mean he was gambling anyway. Are yeah, you, but I mean, are you jealous that they had better code words than what you guys used <laughs> in Richmond a few years ago? Oh, oh, I never had code words. Oh. This isn't this I isn't say a lot. That's code word. Like the truck race. This isn't like uh, you know Noah trying to run down the other guy. Oh, the fifty four is in the wall. Or you mean or you mean Noah's throwing his water bottle out his window at the start finish line? Yeah, and yeah. The flag stand with it. Yeah, yeah. that wasn't. That Pick wasn't a better location than that. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna wait till I get right over here in front of every official in this place to see if I can launch something out the window or the or entire the... grandstand. <laughs> <Yeah>. I mean, <laughs> um, spot off, like you said, it just it wasn't a good look. But here's where my come in. Like, you know, you've got one of the more fiery owners talking to Brett in Tony Stewart. Yeah. So now this is, you know, it's not going to cost. Kevin wasn't in position to win, and the 78 wasn't. But, I mean, now, like, you see what happens here. Two spins out the 19. First, I thought, so I'm, I was kind of on TJ's side. 18 is the one needing a caution. I don't initially see it, you know, what happens until the replay comes on the big screen. Yeah. So I radio down to my guys because I see the 19 spinning out. So I said, uh, so is that a legit caution or is that a save the 18 caution? And Drew's like, I don't know if it saved the 18, but it might be somebody else. Yeah. So, but like you said, that's just the optics of it. But like, so now you see that happen. So now, okay, this plays out. Uh, you know, 22 is going to win the championship. He's checked out, three to go. Yeah. 
You're Tony Stewart. You got three other cars out on the racetrack. Yeah. You're Joe Gibbs. You've got three other cars on the racetrack. Right. If you feel at all like this two just altered this championship by spinning the 19 out, yeah. What's to stop you for hey, right? Ten, yeah. Spin somebody out, Clint. Yeah. Spin yeah. somebody out. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I, I don't think it was intentional, but it just doesn't. I don't it's either. not a good look. I don't either. It's still funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's just the irony of it, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I said. Like, it's not. I honestly don't think he did it intentionally. I don't think that, like, when he was sliding up in the side of him, he goes, ah, you know what? Let me stay off. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Congrats, TJ. <laughs> <laughs> spot on, spot off. Cup Championship 4 finish 1-2-3-4 for first time in history under this format. Jason, how are we possibly going to spot off that? Well, who? How did <laughs> Brett came up with that topic. How many hours did you spend to come up with that question? <laughs> That was, that was, as soon as Brett texted me, I was like, oh, I'll write down. <laughs> this is, I mean, this is crazy. Did you see this coming? No. I mean, I, you see, you, you knew they were going to be the four fastest, but usually the way it works out is, you know, you've got guys, and, and we almost saw it because the 18 went on a completely different strategy and was not going to finish probably in the top three or four if that caution doesn't come out because he was going to be on older, you know, he was going to lose like so a much fifth, ground. He was like a sixth place car all night, yeah. wasn't he? Like, he was pretty decent. Like, he was up top three or four, and then they had a bad pit stop, and he went back to, I don't know, eighth or ninth, and never seemed like he ever recovered from that. But uh, I don't know if you ever see this again. I mean, not not for a long time. I mean, time. It, it's, you know, the the odds of it have to be, like, astounding. I mean, that's not a trifecta. That's a quadrifecta. Is that a word? I don't know. That, is not, uh, that is not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if you ever see I this mean, again. It, yeah, it wasn't going to probably be that way if the 42 don't, you know, or, you know, possibly Denny if he doesn't lose his track position either. Yeah. Uh, the 42 was digging. I mean, he was fast, and I'm not sure you would have seen any of us touch him if it stayed green. You yeah, know? but that man is a risk-reward. Yeah, know? that's why I mean, we won't he, run up there. He, I mean, he's up there running faster than anybody can run, and he's going to tear his car up in time. And, and, like, I get it with 30, 40 to go that you go up there and start making that march because that's in the closing window of the race. But why tear your car up a halfway every single time you're at a place like that? Yeah, he does it all the time there. I feel like, oh, last year he did a good job. But like you said, like – But last year he didn't race hard. Well, he well last year he laid over and let them two yeah. race for the championship. But, like, you go up there, make sure your stuff works. Yeah. You know, wait, you know, make till nighttime, whatever. Yeah. And then, all right, come back down. You know you only need – 20 or 30 laps to get up there and, and you know so you make the last pit stop all right let's go to the top and hang it out i asked elliot i was like and this was in the bus after the race on saturday night his last race there and i was like hey man what do you do with your vision differently up top because obviously you're not able to look as far out as you typically do when you run the bottom so what do you do with your vision and he's explaining how you pick the marks on the wall and you're doing these things and i'm like i mean it's crazy that they all know how to do it and Larson just knows how to do it that much better than everybody you else. You could see it, too. Like, when he, in practice, just the amount of speed he can carry into the corner versus everybody else Getting up there. Getting into three. Like, it was insane. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot, like you said, all the guys know how to do it. Yeah. He's just a half a second better than everybody while he does it. It's just, you know, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, he's real good at it. Spot on, spot off. Pit strategy in the high side when Tyler Reddick, the Xfinity Championship on Saturday. TJ? I mean, I, I don't know how you can spot off for the guy that got him in position. Then I don't know how you can spot off the drive he put together that last run either. Um, that was uh, that was probably the best run that I've ever seen Tyler Reddick make. Uh, you know, it reminded me of Daniel Suarez winning the Xfinity Championship. That was his best drive as well. 
when he uh, when he beat Justin for it, he made zero mistakes and he ran right against the wall too. And uh, I mean, it's just that's that's huge, man. Good good job on Dave for calling, getting him in there and getting him out, and and uh, Tyler for you know trying to trying to if this is um if this is a cup car, he that probably doesn't he doesn't make it, but the you know because he did hit the wall. A couple times. A lot of times. <laughs> and with that composite body, I think that allows them guys to get away with that a little bit more than the rest of them. Um, but yeah, I, like, spot on for, for that, for them. I'm I'm, I'm actually uh, lured into the pit strategy part because for me, the nine just called the race and the double zero blew the pit strategy. I couldn't yeah. believe they stayed out as long as they did. But Tyler Reddick deserves all the credit. I mean, I hate to say the word all the credit. But for the race that he ran and the line that he ran, and he was three tenths faster the than lap the leader. times, the lap the, times. I mean, are that's huge. what I mean. The he, I mean, he was almost like Kyle Larson was in that freaking car. He definitely drove the best race of his career, and he was the deserving champion in that race. There wasn't anybody who drove a better race than he did. Yeah, like you said, spot on for Dave making the call to get him in and out before the double zero. Spot off on a double zero for staying out as long as he did, and I, I'm still not 100 percent sure that the nine wouldn't have beat him anyway, even if they come in yeah. the same lap because like you said he was they so run. much faster on, yeah. like it was the same thing yeah i think cole acknowledged it in his interview to where he said i could not run the top like he could i just couldn't yeah. do it i'm not good enough well you know he's like i gotta get better at it so i don't know but the, like mean brett had talked about it a little bit saturday night like i don't know that if the double zero is running even a little bit off the wall and the nine needs the wall it's still really hard to pass. I mean, he probably could have pulled a slide job and swapped lanes with him and got it done. Yep. So I think he would have been quicker, but it's the, the, the pitch strategy is what put him in a position where he didn't have to worry about that. Yeah, Dave gave him a chance, and he took he, he did the rest. Yeah, yeah. and shout-out, I mean, it, it isn't on the show sheet, shout-out to Brett Moffitt and his team. That team was talked about all season long, that they were going to have to shut the doors, didn't have the money, didn't have the sponsorship. Brett Moffitt kept winning races, kept the doors open, Went out, had a stellar Homestead uh, championship night, Friday night, and pretty much wore them out that night. So uh, Brandon is a, is a friend of all of ours, a spotter there. So congrats to him and uh, Earl Barvin. Congrats to him spotting for Tyler exactly what he needed, another championship. Earl must be mm-hmm. the luckiest spotter on the spotter stand. He is by far. What's he got? He's got to have over 10 championships now. We're getting close to it, right? He's got three with uh, this race team. Yeah. With three different drivers, Chase Elliott, William Byron, does he and now three or four. Which does he? Did, I don't know how many of Jimmy's. I don't know how many of Jimmy's he's got. I think five. Five out of Jimmy's seven are with Earl. I think so. Wow, it's close to that. That's crazy. It might be I was, five. I was pretty surprised. One thing that I shocked me. We talked about a little bit on the show here last week. You know, you talk about Tyler Reddick's background, dirt guy. Talked about how good Larson is running the top. Yeah. Christopher Bell could not nah. run the top. Could not, I'm assuming just car was too free. I mean, I thought he was the – I picked him on the show to win. I, I thought he was had the most speed going into that race. And yeah. I just imagined in my head that he'd be just like Larson, can get up there and rip the top, and he just he just couldn't do well, it. Well, he had been the fastest car, and you thought he was going to be the best driver at that particular track. And like you said, it, it wasn't there. Just, uh, one thing that's not about that is these guys forced Christopher Bell to make a mistake. Because yeah. he, they forced him into a comfort zone. They forced him to try to do something that his car just couldn't do at that time. That's the first. That's almost the first. Um, I know he spun out of Texas or whatever, but that's that's the first time that I've seen Christopher Bell make a mistake running up top where he's supposed to be the yeah, guy. Right. You know, he's supposed to be the guy that can run the fence and do yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And, and Tyler Reddick and them forced him into a mistake and uh, and cost him what he hit, hit flat tire right. 
Yeah. Yeah. So they forced the guy that can suppose that was supposed to be the guy that could do that. Yeah. But that's awesome. Spot on, spot off. Elliot Sabler hangs up his helmet. Brett. Spot off. <laughs> Terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking? Man, you know, I literally even last night was thinking about this. And obviously the, the race was on Saturday and it's Tuesday. But I was like, man, my two best friends at the track are gone. Elliot's gone. Will's gone. Damn. Sucks. Does this mean I'm going to have to drink more? Well, it means you don't have a bus on Sunday morning to watch football at. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just, ah, man, it's it. Uh, touched my heart, man. It was uh, an emotional day, and uh, I mean, I'm gonna see these guys a lot. I'm going, to, I'm going to Elliot's house for a week and two weeks to hunt with uh, some folks that we got coming with with Nutri, and then we're going. We got more buddies from Myrtle Beach coming to hunt, so. Ain't like I'm not going to see the guy or talk to the guy. I talked to him yesterday, but it's just... Uh, It'll be different at the track. It's different. It is different. I yeah. went through that this year, you know, and with Dell Jr. last year, and it's just your routine's different. Like, you, you'll, your routine's going to change. Yeah. Like, you're not just... Some of the, uh, I don't want... Kind of like your comforts or whatever that you had there and just isn't isn't there as much. And I'd like to see Elliot get into some... Maybe do a, some broadcasting every now and then. I think he'd be good at it. Yeah. I mean, he's a very personable guy like that and he's very uh, knowledgeable about the sport and stuff i think he'd be good at it as long as we could have a translator yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, well you just uh what is it closed captioning on the bottom yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean you've been through it so i mean i'm sitting up there and, and they start praying and i'm like well this is the last prayer then they yeah. start singing the national anthem well this is the last national anthem and then you got that five minute window where you're waiting on him to buckle in and do all this stuff and i was like damn this sucks and then Elliot goes, you got a copy? I was like, yep. I ain't talking. Yep. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Oh, I, know. I ain't saying nothing else. So I'm waiting. Three minutes later. Hey, you still got a copy? Well, what the <laughs> you think happened to the copy? Yeah, I still got a copy. So I'm like, yep. How you doing up there? I was like, stop talking to me. I don't want to talk to you right now. Yeah. We'll talk later. I, I, so I have Elliot's frequencies in my radios from them races I did with you guys. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll switch over there and just say something, you know, like yeah. before he rolls off. Yeah. So I s switch over my second radio. So I listen for a second and I turn on right as it's like, got me. Yeah. Still got me. Yeah. How you doing? Uh, hell, I don't know. Yeah, man. Me neither. I'm like, these son going to make me cry. I got to get out of here. I'm not saying nothing. I got to get off this channel. I was just like, please throw the green flag and start this race. I've had enough of this emotional. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was like that last year. I think one of the, I know winning the, the 500 is pretty awesome and obviously the championship, but one of the, one of the highlights of my career is probably at Homestead last year is whenever we went to roll off and they had all the cars under in turn four and we start coming down pit road and every crew guy was out there yeah that that was and i sat there and it took forever i think we the pace car came back around we had to go out there and catch back you know run right, an extra yeah, lap to right. catch back Pretty up yeah that was probably honestly that's probably one of my favorite moments when i rewatched the race yeah last week before before homestead i was watching the race and it started off and i, did, I had never watched it on tv i watched it on, i watched the broadcast for the first time right. them, and right. it was it's pretty awesome seeing all them guys yeah. out there and stuff that's that's definitely top three or four highlights. And that is the crew guys. They're not saying farewell, Dell Jr. They're saying thank you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Because they, we all know this sport was a better sport when Dell Jr. was a race car driver. Period. I'm glad he still hears the broadcast. Don't get me wrong. But, I mean, I walked up to Dell Jr. Sunday night or Friday, Saturday night after LH race, and I said, hey, man, 
thank you for three years because you didn't have to let Elliot come here. You didn't have to care. You didn't have to want him to, to be fast and win races. And, and he did. He's the one that put Kevin meandering with, with Elliot and he cared. And he was in the middle of all that when it went down three years ago. And, uh, it's just, it, I mean, that's a cool way to say thank yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, it's cool to see all them guys go out there and then, <laughs> Of course, you get to the 43 car that last year, and all them guys have them little gloves on. They're yeah. all waving. <laughs> I love them <laughs> guys. That's funny. funny. You know, first thing Dale Jr. says back to me, hey, where's that beer at? Ain't you got a cooler <laughs> beer out here? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's uh, we got Bud Light over here. Okay, I'll be over there in a minute. I got to go to the stage, talk Tyler. Then I'll come get me a beer. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Dale Jr., you know what he's finally getting into? What? You know he's playing on his phone now? Yeah, what's he playing? A little pub? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I went to bed earlier last night. He texted me last night, you up? You up? I'm like, I didn't text him back until this morning. I was I was sleeping. Yeah. Um, he sends me a screenshot of, he had like 12 in one match. I'm like, that's pretty good. Yeah. PUBG. And- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll tell everybody his username. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he'd appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Last spot on, spot off of the season. 2018 season as a whole. Freddie. Spot on. Next. Kind of both for us. Uh, for me, obviously, it's just fun to be doing what we do every week. What an up and down season for uh, you, yeah, man. We, so, we, you know, we come out of the gate, highlight of the season, first race, Daytona 500, <laughs> finish second. And then, you know, we had a couple decent runs. We got top 10 at uh, Texas the first race and then kind of took a nosedive. Low point of the season, Bubba trying to drive Pocono. through the wall at Pocono. Yeah. Scared the hell out of me. Uh, so then we kind of ran like garbage for, I don't know, felt, felt like forever. It was probably two, three months. And then the last three or four races, we finally had some speed again. We started having a little more fun. So it's good to end on a high note. So kind of up and down season for us. But like I said, it's, you know, we get to do what we love. We get to do it with a lot of our buddies, you know, so it's a little fraternity we got on the roof up there. So, you know, it's hard to ever have a bad year up there. Yeah. I mean, spot on for the cup series for me, Clint won two races. We made the final eight. Uh, had a lot of fun there. Spot off for the Xfinity Series. I lost two jobs and my best friend. Um, <laughs> spot off for the trucks. My at one rookie of the year and and some second place finishes there. And uh, definitely learned a lot. Looking forward to working with him next year. Yeah, so, he's coming back, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's not officially coming back, but they're certainly working toward him being able to come back to that truck. I so. saw him pull his rookie stripes off. So yeah, you, uh, you're just going spot off on everything, I guess, right? Cup especially. <laughs> I'm going yeah. spot on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Best year ever. <sighs> All right, let's take a break. This is your Exalta Race Center update. I'm Matthew Dillner. Homestead Miami Speedway was all about the championships. First up on Friday night, Brett Moffitt got up on the wheel and brought his number 16 Shiggy Hitori owned truck to the front to earn the win and the Truck Series Championship. On Saturday, the Xfinity Series battled for a title under the Florida sun. When the day was done, it was Junior Motorsports' Tyler Reddick who was the last man standing with the checkered flag and the Xfinity Championship, the third title for the JRM team. On Sunday, a late race restart gave Joey Logano a chance, and that's all he needed as he bested his four combatants to win his first NASCAR Cup Series championship. On the short tracks, Josh Berry and Sam Mayer didn't have the results they wanted in the Myrtle Beach 400 at Myrtle Beach Speedway, finishing 30th and 25th respectively, but it was a strong year for the Junior Motorsports late model team. This has been your Exalta Race Center update. Exalta is the official paint partner of NASCAR, developing, manufacturing, and supplying coatings to all types of vehicles and industrial applications. 
For more on our great partner, Exalta, please visit them at exaltacs.com. At One Main Financial, we believe in the importance of community. That means partnering with our neighbors to reach common goals, lending a hand when it matters most, and commitment to our neighborhoods. Community isn't just where you are. It's where you make a difference. One Main Financial, not just in the neighborhood, but part of your community. Providing personal loan solutions and one-on-one local service. One Main Financial, your needs, your goals, your dreams. Offer subject to restrictions and requirements of the licensee. For licensing information, visit our website or call us. Let's go into fast lane now where I'm going to give three topics pertaining to racing and one that's off the wall. Brett, TJ, and Freddie will each have 30 seconds to respond. All of Sunday's championship four now have each won a championship. Who wins their second title first? Logano, Truex, Harvick, or Bush? Freddie? Hmm. I mean, you're splitting hairs here, I think. Uh, I'm going to take Kevin Harvick just because I feel like he's had the most consistent speed over the last, since basically since he's gotten that four car. Um they haven't been able to close the deal out since the first year he was in it. But uh, like I said, I just feel like he's got the most consistent speed out of the four, and uh, maybe next year he'll get his crew chief back and have a little better shot at it. I can honestly say I don't know. And I, and I, and I say I don't know because we're going to run a 550-horsepower motor at like 18 tracks next year that are all mile and a half. So when we get to Homestead and it actually is an open motor race, I don't know – who's going to have the advantage and who's not because it's a different aero package. Ford's getting a new car. Martin's leaving and going to Toyota. I mean, looking at the sheet, I would say Harvick or Logano are going to get number two first. But if you'd asked me this the year that Kyle Busch won his championship, I'd have said he's going on a tear and he's going to win three in a row because he's that good. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm, I'm, I was thinking the same thing with the new package coming in and and uh, there's probably another couple guys you could put on that list that are going to be huge factors. Brad. Uh, it's probably going to be a pretty big factor, but there's also a new car, new car coming out. Um, so I really don't know because if you look at this, like you said, I feel like I feel like the 22 we're getting stronger and stronger. Um, but it, look at that list; I really don't know either. Many drivers will change or leave rides for 2019. Tricks from the 78 to 19, Kenseth out, Newman from the 31 to the six, Kurt Busch from the 41 to the one. McMurray out, Almendinger out, Benedetto from the 32 to 95, Suarez out of the 19 to the 41. Is this much change, good or bad for the sport? Brett? How do you know Suarez going to the 41? Uh, Jason 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 didn't tell us. You were in the media center all weekend. You must have heard something. No, I heard Brett and TJ say for the last six months that he was (laughs) going there. I I don't think we've said that, have we? No. We assume it's no, happening. No, we haven't. Oh. Jason's we, breaking news. Or the, or the <laughs> Kurt Busch Jason, the your, one. Your professional if, reputation is on the line right here. Yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't happen, uh, I'll take all the blame and get Suarez <laughs> to ride myself. He's just going to cut it out. He's going to snip this no, part No, he's not going to sniff it he out. Can't. He we're, we're in a no-edit show. I yeah, can honestly say this is a lot of drivers that are that are changing and that are leaving. And obviously, Casey Kane's not on this list. He's another guy that's out. So, man um, – I don't, I don't see how this much change can be good for the sport because I grew up a fan of the driver staying with his team, staying with his manufacturer, but I hate change. That's why I spot off to everything that has to do with Elliot, you know, retiring. So for me, man, I just can't be a, a – I'm watching all my buddies that are my age leave. I don't like this shit. It's terrible. Yeah, there's a – we kind of – I mean, we talked about this before with the, the way the sport's going, like with – there's a handful of guys that are going to be leaving, and younger guys are going to be coming in. Um, I know a couple of these guys are just sw- switching rides, but we have uh, 
the younger generation is coming, and it, it's gonna we're gonna have more of this next year too with um, Christopher Bell's. What happens? So is Denny's last year next year on their current deal or it wasn't? It I man he signed a he signed a longer term deal that would put him beyond twenty nineteen. Okay, so but Casey Kane had a deal this year with Hendrick, yeah, and well, he didn't drive for Hendrick. So <laughs> I'm not saying Denny Hamlin's not going to yeah, drive for Gibbs, but there's at all. there's things there that are coming up that there people have to make decisions, there's and we more, see the way it's going. Elliot said this in the media center this weekend. There are more drivers coming up than there are seats, and there are room for these guys. Yeah, I I, I you can't say it's a good thing. I feel like NASCAR's heyday was just identity of. Dale Earnhardt's in the black three. Rusty Wallace is in the black two. You know, yeah. Mark Martin's in yeah. the red, white, and blue six. Right. You know, and that was every week, every, you know. Yeah. And now, obviously, we're in a generation where we've got a different sponsor, a different paint scheme every week. And you lose a little bit of that now. And then you just put on top of that, you know, guys changing rides. And, you know, now, you know, this guy's in a different number. You don't, Which one's he driving again? I'm not sure. So I just feel like it's a bad thing when we've got so much change every week. It's so hard to identify where your driver's it's at. And it's hard to follow. So, so spotter-wise, Joey Meyer announced yesterday, we've known this for some time. Joey and I talked about it. He even said thank you for not saying that I was leaving the two. <laughs> um, but but spotter-wise, that's a big change. Brad Keselowski has won a lot of races and a championship with Joey Meyer, and Brad Keselowski is making a spotter change. That That's going to create some spotter turnover. That's definitely going to create some spotter turnover. And uh, I'm not leaving the 22. Let's <laughs> go and get that out there. Hey, um, that was a rumor. I've I've been asked that if I had a dollar, every time I got asked that, I would just sponsor the podcast myself yes. and be done. Um, yes. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's people assume that. I mean, because I, I work with Brad before, and everybody knows that me and Brad have been really good friends for a long time as well. So yeah. Um, but you know, when I made a. I made a commitment to Joey, so I'm not. But you're right. It's going to create some turnover. There's going to be some opportunity there for somebody to come in and and into a high-profile situation, too. Yeah, that's a that's a job that you want from a performance standpoint. From a pressure standpoint, though, you better be good when you get there. You're going to have – there's going to be – you're going to have expectations. People are going to have expectations of you when you go into that. There's no more – Okay, we're we're 12th. Good day, guys. You know, wow. everything there there's okay, we finished. We finished 10th. What what's wrong? What yes. what do we need to, you know, there's it just changes. It's You different. can't wreck him in the duel. You can't wreck him in practice at the Daytona Speed Weeks. You can't wreck him in the Daytona 500 or you will get fired as quick as you got hired. Yeah, and we've seen that before, man. I've 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 watched guys show up with new spotters at Daytona, and you're like, "Oh, it's a big deal." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, that guy can't spot as good as you think he can." Bam, they wreck, and you're like, "Uh oh." Next thing you know, it's bam, they're making a spotter change before the Daytona 500, and you go, "Wow!" And I go, "Nah, saw it coming." So yeah. this job to me has that written all over it. You better be good when you get there. Like, you better be a TJ Majors that's going to get there and win Talladega and be competitive at Daytona. You can't get there and suck because you will get fired. And I'm not I'm not going to lie. Leaving, Those are big shoes to fill is what leaving, I'm saying. Leaving with Dale Jr., there was sort of a – like, you just had that comfort because, okay, you, he knew you, – you were just – you yeah, you, you were comfortable. Complacent. Yeah, yeah. You, didn't, you didn't feel like he was going to – Fire you? Yeah. You, uh, he wasn't going to fire you. Yeah. You go to another company when, okay, I don't – I know Joey well, but I'm not – you know, I didn't grow up with Joey the last 15 years or whatever. I didn't um, – you know, I, I, I don't – I didn't, wasn't – you haven't been friends with him for that long. Yeah. So, 
you go in there and now it's time you have to perform. Like, I wrecked Elliot Sadler more than one time, and not <laughs> one time did I ever fear that yeah. he was going to fire me. Yeah. Had I wrecked Clint Boyer in the first practice at Daytona when we got to MWR, I would have been I would have been fearing that I would be fired. Yeah. And we do wreck them sometimes. And, and <laughs> I'm I'm assuming last time I talked to Joey about this, he was just like taking the pilot's role for Brad. Right. I mean, is that right? So like, you know, his post yesterday, I seen like, I think I popped on Reddit for a minute about people talking about how it's terrible. They fired him. He's really not, I mean, he, he doesn't, he's not spotting for Brad anymore, but Brad still keeps him on as his pilot because yeah. he does such a good job as a pilot. He wanted him to fly his family back and forth is what we were told and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, but like you said, now, do you want to be, I've always said something. You never want to be the guy after the guy. You got big shoes to fill. Joey did a great job. Won plate races, championship, you know, anything you could think of in the sport. And now you're going to go in there. And Joey is still sitting in the bullpen if needed. <laughs> he is you sitting You know there. what I mean? Like, yeah. so if you go out there at Daytona and suck in the first practice and the, and the duel, the shootout, there's a guy I've, I've won plate races with sitting right here. So, like, you know, it's a tough deal. And I, I still – you never want to be the guy that replaces the guy. It's, it's a fitting thing too, man. Like, I mean, I look at Clint Boyer, and I said this 10 years ago about Clint Boyer. I would never spot for Clint Boyer. That's what I said. And the reason I said it was Mike Dillon was spotting for him at RCR. Mike Dillon's also the general manager, former driver, Richard Childress's son-in-law. Talk about comfortable. So, <laughs> with that said, though, Mike Dillon had a lot of roles going on that he had he had job to do, and he was like, Clint, I can't spot for you. I, we got to get a new spotter. They hired Timmy Fedua to come in. Didn't mess with Clint. Clint said, he ain't doing my cup races. You're still doing my cup races. Hired Jimmy Kitchens. Both of these guys are former race car drivers. Both of them are good spotters, I'm sure. I mean, Timmy won a championship with Harvick and yeah. won a pile of races. Timmy Fedua can spot races. But for whatever reason, they didn't mesh. Jimmy Kitchens, Clint Boyer, fired him before the Daytona 500. Didn't mesh. Mike Dillon still spotted every single cup race until Clint left RCR to go to Michael Waltrip Racing. So with what you're saying is whoever comes into here, I think TJ's point is they're going to be looking over their shoulder going, uh-oh, uh-oh, I better not screw up because he'll come right back in here. Now I'm out of a job. Yeah, I mean, I don't – there's definitely going to be the thought of that. Like if you do and you if you go there and you don't, you don't feel like you perform like you should, but you know, there's just, just the performance in general. Like Brad's going to have a certain level that he expects you to be at. And, um, you know, you're going to, you have to do your homework and be prepared. Yeah. What team or driver do you think needs to work the hardest this off season to improve for 2019 TJ? Um, you know, I think I, I still, I'm still kind of, uh, I think Hendrick needs to, I've just thought they'd come out stronger this year with the new car and stuff. Um, the 42s had a little more speed than than what they have. and uh, But I'm sure those, you know, those guys are, they're no slouches. They know what they're doing. I'm sure they'll get it. But I think those guys will, I definitely feel like they're going to come out of the box stronger next year. As far as teams go, I think they all have to. You, nobody knows what we're getting ready to walk into next year, you know, uh, with this new package. So they sure. all have to. I mean, if you base it off of this year's, Obviously, my team's got to work a little better, you know, just to be more consistent. We've had our ups and downs. We need to level that out. Uh, like you said, Hendrick needed to show more speed. I think they were they were probably a little disappointing this year with, you know, what they had going on over there. But, uh, yeah, I think everybody's going to have to work their asses off next year just to, you know, keep up with the Joneses. I hope the 14 works the hardest <laughs> and we come out of the box the best. But looking at what this question is, William Byron, to me, is a lot better race car driver than he showed all year which means he wasn't comfortable. He didn't like the balance. The team wasn't meshing. Something was wrong over there in that particular team. 
guess who's going there? Chad Knaus. That guy's work ethic is beyond what most people's work ethic is. So I feel like if you ask me to single out a team, I would say 24. But you just said it right, Freddie. We don't. Everybody's got to work hard because we don't know what we got. Yeah. Off the wall topic. If you can invite three celebrities, an athlete, an actor, and a musician to your family's Thanksgiving dinner, who would you invite and why? Freddie. Huh. Uh, let's see. Musician, uh, Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel. Long Island guy. <laughs> love it. Uh, athlete, I don't know. I'd say, uh, man, probably like the, uh, Wayne Gretzky or somebody like that. I'm a big hockey guy, so why not invite the greatest hockey player to ever live? Yeah. Uh, talk to him. Actor, I got no idea. Maybe a guy like, uh, I don't know. Tom Hanks or something. Tom Hanks seems like a cool guy. Tom Hanks went a whole movie and didn't even talk to anybody. Well, that's how good he is. Mm. I, you know why I like Tom Hanks? Did you ever see that one that one set of pictures where the the guys poor guys passed out at the bar, and Tom Hanks goes over and oh, puts his arm around him and he takes all kind of pictures with him drunk and the guy has no idea until right. the next day he wakes up. Yeah, I love a guy like that. Tom Hanks and he could probably do that to me after a couple of nights. <laughs> Tom Hanks actually sent a video into Dell Jr. when Dell Jr. retired, which really? was cool. See, that's yeah. cool. See, I picked the right guy. Yeah, so Dell Jr. has been a huge Tom Hanks fan for a long time. Um, athlete. That one's hard for me because I'm a, such a huge – I guess athlete man would be Tim Tebow. He was my favorite college football player. Had the opportunity to meet him briefly on a sideline at a South Carolina game. Um, actor, hands down, Vince Vaughn. I met the guy, hung out with a guy. He is the funniest dude. The two funniest guys I know are Vince Vaughn and Blake Shelton. It's not, it's not ironic these guys are famous. Like their personalities are – bigger than life and they're just funny dudes but Vince Vaughn is hilarious musician if I could bring a dead guy Michael Jackson but he's not coming <laughs> so I got Justin Bieber not even you just said Blake Shelton's the best guy you know and you didn't invite Blake well I already eat is he gonna be already, he's probably gonna be, be there so. I've, already, I've drank a lot of beer with Blake Shelton I don't need him to come eat turkey with me I would uh I'd probably ring I'd bring Morgan Freeman just to do the prayer yeah <laughs> he'd do he'd do the prayer he would have been my second pick yeah I, yeah uh Taylor Swift, just be fun to look at. <laughs> and uh, athlete's hard, man. There's so I think many. you're still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> man, athlete, there's so many that I would pick. But, uh, man, I, I would probably just bring one of my – I'd probably bring like Jim Kelly or something, just somebody that I've watched when I was a little guy. I was yeah, gonna, man. like so where I was going to go with athlete was Lawrence Taylor, but I don't know when this is taking place and if he's going to be in jail or not yeah. at that point. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I went with the safer bet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd it, like to have Bodie Miller over too. I was a big fan of his man. He's a ski. Is that machine. how Bodie got his name? It is. That's where his nickname came from. Yeah, that's why he's called Bodie. Because I'm a huge Bodie Miller fan. Is Bodie's name not Bodie? What's Bodie's name? <clears throat> no, it's Brett Junior. Is it really? Yeah. Huh. But he don't know that. Because I don't want to confuse him. When are we going to tell him? I don't want to confuse right him. I don't hey, want to be like, hey, I don't, don't want to be Bodie. I want to be Brett. I'm like, no, you can't be Brett. I'm Brett. Like, if, you're I Bodie. Couldn't, uh, if I couldn't get if I couldn't get Jim Kelly, I'd probably just get Kenny Powers <laughs> yeah. from his baseball days. Ask DBC for the final time, 2018. Uh, I've chosen some good questions here. NASCAR Josh asks, does being part of a championship winning team raise that spotter's profile compared to other spotters? I don't know. You don't really, you don't really judge a guy, you know. Uh, I mean, I guess it, I guess it raises your, your level a little bit with them because you are a champion now. But everyone, we are unique to each driver most of the time. You get hired by a guy because that guy likes how you spot for him. Um, but it definitely doesn't hurt to put it, have it on your resume. I mean, it definitely. There's nothing bad about it. But I'm not. 
I don't look at Freddie and you know think any different than Freddie because I know Freddie sucks. <laughs> Freddie sucks. <laughs> but I might think Freddie sucks at spotting, but that really means absolutely nothing because the guy he spots for thinks he's awesome, and that's really all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters is you make the guy in that car, and I'm ho- I'm, I'm assuming Freddie gives good info and makes the guy comfortable and can do his job better. This has never happened before, but TJ is being modest. TJ's <laughs> profile is skyrocketed because he won the championship. His Twitter has blown up. His Instagram, his MySpace, everything has gotten bigger. MySpace. I mean, we just heard in the intro Rick Allen call TJ Majors by name <laughs> in the final 30 seconds of a championship event. If that doesn't make you higher profile, I don't know what does. His autograph line was real short in the garage on Sunday, but now I guess next year will be pretty long. But, yeah. like, the question right, right. about, you know, does it raise it with us? And, like like you said, I don't I don't look at TJ any differently now because he's won a championship. I know he's a good spotter. I've heard him spot. You know, I think it's hard to find a bad spotter up there. I mean, there's a couple. Well, I'm sure we can point them out if we had to. <laughs> it's not that hard. But, <laughs> but, like, you know what I mean? Like, the guys that have been doing it for a while, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, you don't need accomplishments to know that they're great spotters. No. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't – like you said, it raises his profile probably outside the sport a lot more. Oh, to other spotters. Oh, I don't – oh, no, definitely well, not. You can't read. I can't. I, know. I wasn't listening. I'm sorry. No, his it profile actually went down with me. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand his ass. I'm just if he could have showed up and told us he didn't drink, I wouldn't even have been friends with him anymore. Yeah. So yeah, that's the only thing that raises his profile on me that he puked on Saturday no, yeah. Sunday night. Like that go. raises his profile. Now I'm really proud of. Now him. I'm proud of your character. <laughs> yes, it was rough, man. At SVT Cobra John asked if they can get inspection done on championship night. Why can't they get it done every other weekend? I, they, I mean, the answer, I is they, the answer is they can get it done. <laughs> they do. The, the the question is, do they want to stay as long as they did that night? You know, and, and I mean, I think the answer that you're looking for, John, is they can get it done. They have to get it done and we have to stop. I don't have an issue with them impounding cars and coming back and going through them and then coming back the next week to the teams and saying, hey, guess what? We found some things at our little inspection thing on Tuesday and Wednesday. And you better not bring this stuff back to the racetrack because starting now, we're going to look for it at the racetrack. But on Sunday night. We have to know who won the race, and we have to know that that guy was deserving. And if he wasn't, kick him out and let the next guy win. It's not that hard. Yeah. At Nell M88 asks, do you all have a favorite moment from the season on track or otherwise? I think we know what TJ's is. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The Talladega win was a big deal. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> honestly uh, you know, they're all, all of them are pretty big this year. Talladega, because it was. That's that was like the first um, that was the first win there. The first one with Joey. Um, I'll be honest. I mean, at plate races, majority of the reason why Joey probably wanted me over there. Um, so that was big to get that out of the way. Um, locked us into the chase. I knew we were we had enough speed in the beginning part of the year. I thought to to lock to make it to uh, the chase anyway. But um, Martinsville, man, Martinsville, Martinsville does not suck to win at. Martinsville is awesome to win at. And then uh, to go to Homestead and win at a track where, or go in there as the as the fourth guy. You know, we were the fourth guy. Everyone, like, I'm, I'm reading all these predictions, like all these guys. Everyone's the Harvick, you know, Kyle, Truex. They're all, nobody says. And the guy, I see this one guy say, oh, 22. And I'm like. Who is that guy? You know, I didn't even know the guy's name, but you yeah. see all these other higher profile media people. Oh, Truex is going to win. Harvest going to win. And I'm just 
honestly, I just I, I just sat back and watched it all and, and, and knew. I knew what we had going into there. We were fast at Texas. We were fast at Kansas. We've been fast when we needed to be. And to have have an extra time on that car to for them guys to focus on it more and you know, I, I knew we were going to be a factor, and I just uh, I was quiet all weekend. I didn't didn't go up to the guys, and normally I'm normally I'm a little uh, aggravating, probably yes. at some yeah. point. Yeah, TJ, yeah. TJ, we all know your favorite moment was from February to November. Great answer, Freddie. What do you got? Um, you know, on track. Obviously, we talked about finishing second Daytona was great. Probably my favorite moment of the year, where you know, uh, you know, Daytona is Daytona. It's kind of crapshoot we miss rex end up in the right spot at the end end up getting the second place finish uh we actually finished like crap in this race but that first bristol race you know we had good speed drove up booted brad out of the way took the lead you know i thought like wow we're gonna have a good year obviously took a nosedive after that so that's probably a low point but i think that was my favorite moment of the year on track off track I don't know. I probably don't remember my favorite moment to be honest <laughs> with you we, we probably had a couple of them <laughs> um my favorite moment, hands down, was a beer toast on pit road with Elliot at the end of the night on Saturday. I mean, you're commemorating a 20-year friendship relationship, and uh, you're just saying cheers to it. I mean, telling each other you love each other and, and walking away from that was certainly the most sentimental. Obviously, like TJ said, man, as far as a win, winning Martinsville was phenomenal. Having a clock in my dining room that I get to look at. We swept um, Martinsville this year. Yeah. This room did, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah. I mean, getting, being able to look at that clock anytime I want. Yeah, Clint came over for uh, trick or treating, brought his little kid down to the neighborhood, and I'm like, "How you like my clock? Tell what time it is in there." And he's like, "Oh, that's cool." So, I mean, I think you know, when you look at it, I guess what we're really saying is, man, it's just the relationships. You know, Freddie and I have a lot of fun off the track. We have a lot of fun with our drivers on the track because we have good relationships with those guys. Yeah. All right. Any rants to end the season? I got a problem. I do too. I got a big problem. I actually I have a rant. Here we go. You I go got, first. I got one too. You want me to go first because mine's yeah. probably compared to you guys <laughs> <laughs> i just here's my rant and it's, it's it's almost a question to you guys on top of a rant okay like so most a lot of other sports have a deal where you know monday night football ends last night a reporter is not allowed in that locker room for 15 minutes yeah and they call it their cool down minute you know yeah. their cool yeah. down time yeah. for it. so you don't say nothing stupid Boo. do we need to do that in here to prevent these guys from looking like idiots because Martin Truex gets out of his car at Martinsville. That guy's not winning the championship. I'm winning it. I don't care what. I, he's not beating me. And then he drives around you on the outside, and you don't do a damn thing about it. Like, you look like an idiot at that point. So do we need to let these guys cool down so they don't no. put themselves in a position where they look dumb? That made the storylines for the rest of the chase, man. That's oh, I'm, what, not say, I'm not saying it was good. What but they need to do is let them guys in the locker room after the game. <laughs> That's what they need I don't to think do. I want to see that. I think they need to be mic'd up, and we can pay for some. Uh, subscription to that player's that might <laughs> that game i probably would i just want to see all our guys do the post race with no shirt on like the locker room deal <laughs> i don't think anybody wants to see that that'd be awesome nah well denny's washing your car <laughs> remember that, yeah. that commercial <laughs> wouldn't you like to see mike Harmon shirtless at an interview <laughs> yes that's him what and, I, uh that's what i was dreaming about last night actually. get him and morgan shepherd in there at the same time <laughs> Morgan well, on his roller skates. Not, like, that would be a phenomenal post-race. Um, that would get more YouTube views than anything we've done all year in this sport. If you go to, like, local places, there's people, there's guys that oh, get out yeah. of their cars and Strip. sit there. Yeah, well, we got a guy, me and, me and Dylan are 
you know, I'm growing up around Riverhead Raceway. I don't think I've ever seen J.R. Batuccio with a shirt on post-race forever. Like, this kid, modified kid, as soon as he got to the track, I think he took his shirt off, tied his fire suit around his waist, and walked around the pit area the rest of his career. No that's shirt all, on. No shirt on. <laughs> I mean, that's all we ever saw. He should get a driver's suit. Where <laughs> with it's a, like, yes, it looks like, it's like, it's a, like he's not wearing a shirt. Yes. <laughs> that's funny. What you got, Dolph? Uh, my rant is... Uh, I've had a few people, like just people that tweet, and there's only been a few that say, well, you know, he didn't earn that. I don't, how can you say that he didn't earn it? Who said that? There's a couple, only a few of them, but. There's mean I, people on Twitter. Somebody, Kyle yeah. Bush fans, I'll bet you a hundred bucks. Maybe. I, I feel like I've seen somebody tweet this about this. I think it was either Weaver or Gluck, maybe. And it was, you know, somebody said that, you know, 22s, I hate this system because 22 shouldn't be in it. You know, it should be, you know, it should be the guys that performed all year. And he put the stats up and the four best average finishes of the year was 17, you know, 78, 18, 4, 22. Yeah. The next thing, the next four best, same four guy, you know, so like you obviously earned your place in the chase. You did what you had to do to get there and you made the most of it. I think uh, since Watkins Glen, we've had the best average finish yeah. or average our point. I think it's been the average finish yeah, since Watkins Glen. I think Glen. you had the third or fourth best average, you know, of that group, whatever it was. Yeah. Since the Glen, though, I mean, well, I've saw the stats from that, and I think we were the best by two or three spots. So. Mine's not a rant. Mine is a request. NASCAR and Homestead made a gigantic mistake at the end of the year, and they have between now and the cup banquet to fix it. You have got to bring Casey Kane to that racetrack for the last race of the year and his last attempt to run a full-time season, this guy's career was cut short due to health reasons. And I reached out to his people because it made me mad after the race and nothing happened. And I reached out to his people and I said, please tell me that you were invited to come be a part of this. And you just said no. And they said, no, nobody invited us to come do anything. Listen to me. This guy's won 18 races. He was a big deal when he got here. He was our version of new kids on the block. He brought a lot of young teenage fans here, a lot of young, a lot of female fans to the sport. He's a good-looking guy, 18-time winner, all-star winner. It makes us look bad as a sport to not recognize him and what he's done. Everything that they did for Elliot Sadler on Saturday was phenomenal. It'll make you cry. And everything that they did for him on Saturday, they should have done the same damn thing for Casey Kane on Sunday. And I'm biased because I'm friends with him. I can't wait to see him at his retirement party. I won't tell you guys where it's at so you don't crash it. But it pisses me off that we let this guy pour years and years and years into the sport, do what he's done, and just abandon him as soon as he's not buckling into a race car. Yeah, it would have been nice to see Casey there. I think it would have been cool to see him walk around the garage area for sure and just recognizing him because he has done a lot. Yeah, like you said, like I've only been around the Cup Series for five or six years now. So the beginning of their career, you know, Junior and Casey, I felt like were the biggest fan gets when I was, you know, the early 2000s or whatever it was. You know, right. every female you talk to, her favorite driver was Casey Kane. I've, obviously, Junior's most popular driver for 37 years in a row. Yeah. But, like, if it wasn't Junior, you were going to Casey, I think, would be the next most popular driver just because of the demographic he was bringing in at the time and everything like that. So it is a shame to see that, you know, he didn't get his – his well-earned respect. Five seconds as a rookie, went on to win 18 races, won in every national touring series that you have, an all-star champion. Recognize him. That's all I'm saying. You got from now to the banquet to right this wrong. And if you don't do it, man, what a tragedy. What a shame. What a shame for his fans because, as you just said, his fan base is large. Yeah. They deserve to see his legacy put to an end as far as the NASCAR side goes. What are our off-season plans? 
got a couple months before you got to go racing again. So what yeah, are you doing? I wish that was true. I'm I'm leaving today to go to another race. Well, I'm leaving today to go to a race in Jersey, Turkey Derby. I see actually had a couple of listeners tweet at me that they're going to be there. Oh, cool. And you'll love the Turkey Derby. we got to bring you, I think, uh, I can't say really on air, but <laughs> next year is a big Turkey Derby. Yeah. Uh, maybe possibly the last one ever. Oh, really? So I did that on air, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but you would love this place. It's a BYOB track. Really? And you could drink in the spotter stand. Come on. Not saying that I've done it. <laughs> much but yeah, uh, you know so I'm, i'll be there oh, next week spot yeah. with jimmy blew it and then i'm going to uh snowball derby the week after that and then i'll be done with the racing season so i'm not i'm not smart enough to I quit hope, racing i hope that uh you eventually take a week off from racing tj <laughs> and i hope you have something you guys gotta have a big something plan i'm going to vegas and then Boom. uh Leaving Vegas uh, the night of the banquet, right after it's over, pretty much. Getting on a red eye and flying to Orlando and driving Disney. over to a cruise ship. Oh, don't. Uh, cruise with a fan. So, yeah. Y'all do Sunday. that a lot, man. Y'all love Disney. Yeah. We we are a big Disney family. My wife does a lot of travel I'm stuff surprised Disney, you didn't want so. a Disney princess to come to Thanksgiving lunch earlier. In that question. <laughs> They're already there. <laughs> <laughs> you probably make Tamla dress up as one. Role play in oh, there at yeah. Thanksgiving. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. I, uh, I, this is one of my favorite weeks of the year, Clemson versus Carolina. And uh, me and one of my best friends, Sean, we're going to Charleston for a few days. And then next weekend, I'm actually going to get to make to the makeup game. South Carolina is playing some team I've never heard of. Akron, maybe, or somebody. Oh, yeah, be, it don't that's going to be tough. It's That'll still fun. It's going to be a party. It's going to be fun. And then uh, I kind of go into to wind down chill mode. I go hunt with LA for a week. And then you guys don't believe this that are listening, but we'll blink and then we'll get our Daytona uh, itinerary. And you're like, yeah. uh, Daytona. Well, they text you first and say, you got to come give a urine sample. And then you go do that. And then they say, okay, you got to go to Daytona. And you're like, what happened? Where did these 10 weeks go? I wanted to throw up yesterday. Somebody posted like 90 days till the Daytona 500. Yeah. I'm like, shut up. I, I hate you. I unfollow Larry McReynolds <laughs> during this time of the year for that very reason. He counts it down. I don't want to see it, buddy. It really, it's like 83 or something right now. Thanks for, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, thanks. So if we do any off-season door bumper clear, just check out Dirty Mo Media's social media channels at Dirty Mo Media. We'll let you know. Teapot might be thanks busy. Thanks to Jason <laughs> Schultz for all year. <laughs> Your commitment, your commitment has been great. Your producing yeah. has been great. Your way, you do way more than Josh. Josh. <laughs> major, Josh. major, major upgrade. Dillner's put a lot of work in this year to make the Dirty Mummy a platform better. Thanks to Dillner for that. Freddie's been been filling in. Thanks for coming, Casey. We love you. Sorry you didn't come to your yeah. last show that you could ever done in your life. TJ's obviously been here, but but what makes this guy special is is his fans and you guys that listen. If y'all don't listen, we don't do this. So. Um, they haven't renewed our contracts for next year yet, so make sure y'all tweet Mike Davis that we need a raise. And uh, a rate? Wait a minute. We got <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> well, you have to make at least ten shows to be eligible hold to on. get paid. Tweet at Mike Davis. They want to raise and pay for some. <laughs> sorry about sorry about that. Well, they we only hi- get paid like twenty five thousand. That's all. They hired. Uh, I need. To, I'm gonna have. I'll have Briscoe come over here and negotiate my deal. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Yeah. or Joe White, one yeah. or the other. Yeah, well, they hired donors, donors, so we're screwed anyway. Yeah, there goes the budget money. for that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's been fun, man. You guys have a great off season. Maybe yeah. we'll do a special show nope. around Christmas or something. And yeah, we need to. We'll do one before Christmas, probably. Yeah, we'll have time. Do one between Christmas Don't and New Year's. Don't show your shoulders at a bar. You afraid of work? 
<laughs> he didn't even want to do the show this week. He I wanted know. to push it the next week because he's got turkey day. Yeah, you guys want to push the show back? <laughs> guys, Dell Jr. needs four days to record his. <laughs> Marathon show. Yeah. All right, Pretty thanks much. to One Main for the last three years. Thanks to Exalta in the Exalta studio. Yeah, and thanks, everybody. And thanks to all your little press conferences that you go to. Sure. I saw Jason in a media yeah. center this week. He gave I me saw him nod. in the garage area. Yeah, he tried to big dog me, but then he realized I saw him. And no, I saw you. You were talking to someone. I'm not. Yeah, no, he tried to big dog me with his sunglasses I'll on. I'm telling you right now, and I'm Give not saying this. Yes. I'm not saying this pretty much sitting in a room because I'll talk about you in front of you. <laughs> you are what all these kids that are 20 years old need to be. Yes. You, you've been busting your butt. You know, you obviously are chasing your education. Not on the club scene wise, but, but I mean, as far your, as work wise, you're, yes. you're willing to work. You're willing to go to conference. You're willing to give up a lot of your personal life. At 20 years old, I wasn't doing what you're doing. Except I can tell for you that, that professor right you have that didn't like the idea. Yeah, skipping yeah. class. That's because she's an idiot. <laughs> oh, she's like, play this episode for her. <laughs> all right. But, but you literally. Have have made me proud to watch you. I mean, I've known you for a few years, obviously, because you were running around the sport trying to find a job and interning here and interning there. So, man, uh, you're doing great. Good things are coming yes. your way. I think one thing we do have to do in the off season because I'm not sure where it falls if it's before Daytona or not. It's Daytona weekend, so maybe it's I'd Daytona be. weekend. Damn it! His 21st birthday. I mean, I, who else could take him? Out but us. Well, I don't video. understand why, <laughs> I mean, why. Why is that a bad thing? It's Daytona weekend. You don't want well, I mean, us. To. I mean, are you going to come? Are you going to come to Daytona? Jason, I don't know. I might. We'll Jason, see. listen to me. You do not want us to take you out for your twenty first <laughs> birthday. It will be the worst decision you will ever make in your life. But it's right before your big race day, so it won't matter. That, yeah. Well, we <laughs> ain't gonna have to. We don't have to drink. Yeah, you it do. doesn't mean <laughs> that. It just means you got to drink more. You do not want to make that <laughs> nah. mistake. Uh, I definitely think we're getting, we need to do a birthday deal for you one time. Oh, yeah. Maybe not there, but we'll make up for it. Yeah. We'll just All pretend right. it's your birthday the week later or something. All right. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. We love y'all. Yeah, thanks, everybody, for the whole year. And, uh, man, what a season. Yeah. It's been fun. Congrats, champ. Thanks. Are we, deal. are we cueing the music? Are we cueing it? <laughs> well, we are the champions, probably. <laughs> Fulfilling a dream. TJ Major's giving him the information. No pressure at all. Well, he has risen well above the pressure as he comes down to turn number four to claim his first ever Cup Series championship. It's Joey Logano who wins. You've been listening to Door Bumper Clear, brought to you by One Main. For updates on Elliott Sadler and the number one junior motorsports team, Go to OneMainRacing.com. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.